This is Finn Balor, and you are listening to another wrestling podcast. It's time for uh, another wrestling podcast. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. They think they got the answers. I change the question. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. These are the best in the world, brother. These are the best in what they do. When we talk about the legends of the sport, there's only two in my book. Another wrestling podcast. Another wrestling podcast. Now can you dig that, sucker? <laughs> Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. I'm Steve Credo. And I'm Jonathan Benjamin. And this is the hundredth time you've heard us say that. This is episode 100. I, I don't know if you can feel the excitement in the air, Steve. This is uh, 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 it's 99 shows in the making, really. Um, we, we started from the bottom and now we're here. It's uh, it's going to be, dare I say, the best show that we've ever done. And I'm going to hold you to that, Jonathan, because uh, it can't be the best show ever if you don't tell them the guests we have lined up for them today. Well, uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, any one of these guests on their own would uh, be a great show. But we have so many great guests today that this, this is probably, I don't know what you're going to be listening to this on, but it's probably going to blow up your computer, your phone, your radio, whatever you're listening to it on. Uh, we have none other than Jason Sensation joining us again on the podcast. The quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner, the genius Lanny Poffo, and believe it or not, the NXT champion, Finn Balor, is joining us. I, it, this wow. is unbelievable. Wow. Pinch me, Jonathan. Is this a dream? Can you believe it's been 100 shows? Uh, I think this is like a bigger streak uh, than, the, than the Undertaker streak, quite quite literally. And, you know, I don't want to toot our own horn, Jonathan, but it's like uh, I don't know any other podcast that have had 100 shows consecutively every week for the past 100 weeks with a guest on it, Jonathan. I'm sorry if there might be a few out there, but hey. Another wrestling podcast has has uh, been pretty much doing this uh, right. Yeah, you know, we've had everything from movie stars to porn stars to legends, Hall of Famers, you know, current WWE superstars. We, we try our hardest to go out there and talk to these people because at the end of the day, we're fans mm -hmm. and we want you guys to uh, enjoy the show just like we do. So, uh, you know... We, we really try to be interactive with all of you. Um, we want to know what you guys want to see, want to hear, want to want to talk about. So always hit us up on social media so we can we can figure out what you guys want. That's right. And Jonathan, you know, there's been many highlights of another wrestling podcast in the 100 episodes that we've done. Uh, we, we've done it all, Jonathan. When we first started, we didn't think we were going to do half the things that we even did. 
uh, but we did them. Um, you know, we, we started as a podcast, but we, you know, we did we did live shows uh, up in Poughkeepsie. Uh, we had uh, special guests. We worked with Thea Trinidad. Uh, we had a, uh, we worked with Tito Santana, Lanny Poffo uh, as live guests uh, as part of you know our the whole AWP experience. We did live podcasts. Uh, we had we brought them in. We brought them in to do autographs and meet and greet with fans. Uh, we didn't think we'd be doing that, right? No, and I mean we had Tito Santana at a Tito Santana taqueria. Like, how many times that, could you say that you met Tito Santana at Tito Santana's taqueria? Yeah, right? Come it's, on. It's pretty amazing, uh, and we would once again just like to thank uh, Tito Santana's taqueria for their hospitality and getting to have uh, Tito Santana there. It was a great day. Um, you know, we we've done so much. We've worked with different companies. We've worked with Northeast Wrestling. We've worked with Global Force Wrestling. Um, but we're not just a podcast. That's that it's misleading. I know it's yeah. another wrestling podcast, but we we have uh, a very big social media presence. Like I stated, we we have YouTube exclusives, things that you can only listen to on YouTube. We uh, we've talked to independent wrestlers, so we have independent spotlights on there. And Steve, I don't know if uh, if you're aware of this or not, but uh, we are also two time wrestling radio award winners that's right man hey within a hundred shows we've won two awards uh like you said too jonathan youtube exclusives i think people finding us on social media think that we're just on youtube you know what i mean like we take the interviews from these shows and then put them on youtube later on but like like you said you know there's exclusive things just on youtube just for youtube so you know exclusive interviews only heard on youtube we may have done a hundred shows but we've done a lot more than a hundred interviews so there's even just interviews that have only been played on youtube so it's we're just you know spreading the realm of our little universe so many things jonathan and uh, award-winning we're, we're an award-winning show pretty much is what we're saying yeah and uh you know i, I we're we're the awp universe that's a, that's a new thing i'm trying out here so um you know there's the wwe universe and there's the iwc but we are the awp universe uh we love all of you listeners for making us what we are today here we are 100 shows there's so much more to come i would i would tell you all that you're on the ground floor right now uh, hang on tight because we've we've only just begun and there's so much more for you guys out there that are listening. So uh, before we go much further, Steve, I know that uh, our phone lines have been blowing up this weekend, haven't they? That's right, guys. Uh, on top of everything we've done, we also have our own little hotline. But it's, don't worry, family and friends and kids of all ages, it's free. Uh, if you call 802-297-7672, or if that's hard to remember, just remember 802-AWP-7672. You can give us a call anytime. Uh, you can give us a promo, tell us what you love, tell us what you hate, uh, give us a topic to talk about, anything that's on your mind, give us a call. It's like calling uh, a, a message. You know, you, you hear the message, and then you just leave your message after the beep kind of a thing. So don't think you're waking anybody up or whatnot at the, at the stroke of midnight. Uh, call anytime you want. Uh, it's, you know, anyone that wants to call, call. Uh, the best calls will be played. So you can't just be like, hey, Jonathan, you suck, and I'm going to play it. Be creative. Do a promo. Come on. It's talk about what you love. Talk about pro wrestling. And right now, you're going to hear some of the greatest calls uh, who called this week. Greetings from Kansas City. This is the woes here. 
Just giving uh, Credo and JB a shout out and a little bit of a congratulations on the 100th episode. Keep up the good work, guys. Congrats again. And JB, trim that beard, son. Hi, this is Vivian Lazzotti. And uh, if I had to have a favorite episode of the podcast, it was probably the live one at Dutch Stadium where we had Lanny Paso as a guest. Some very interesting comments, very interesting insight, and uh, it's very evident that uh, Lanny misses his brother, Randy Machman Savage, and uh, I think we all really miss him, but of course he's blood with him. You would miss him a lot more. And seeing his um, his Hall of Fame ring, that was very impressive. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. What's going on, Credo and JB? This is Angry Cooter, social assassin, the host of Main Event Marks. I want to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. That's a great milestone, my friends. But uh, since we're talking about the past, let me throw out some of my favorite interviews you guys have done. I love the Brodus Clay interview, and I absolutely love the Gene Snitsky interview. But enough about what I think. I also brought my crew with me, the main eventers. What do you think, Cologne? Oh, what's up, fellas? Mike Cologne here. Congratulations on episode 100. I wish you guys 100 more, and then after that, 100 more after that. I mean, we're talking about episode 1 million in the future. Uh, my favorite moment, I really love that Shane Douglas interview. That was great. Good luck, guys. Keep up the good work. Congratulations, Felicity Dadas, on 100. Uh, here's to many more. Hopefully, you'll become the longest-running podcast of all time. Congratulations, guys, on 100 episodes, and uh, hopefully you guys can get to that 1,000 episode mark. My favorite uh, interview would be uh, your interview with uh, Felicia, the, the band. And uh, congratulations again. What's going on, guys? Just wanted to uh, congratulate you here for the 100th episode. That is a milestone indeed. This is Joe Bruin from the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame and New England Fan Fest. And again, I just want to thank you guys for doing what you do. It's uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to be a part of it in a small way. Uh, you know, had the uh, the honor of being on your show and uh, to 100 more episodes. And that's just scratching the surface. All right, guys, best of luck, and I look forward to tuning in. Hey, another wrestling podcast. It's Jesse Malloy. Just want to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. That's an awesome feat. And I hope, and here's to 100 more, I should say. Uh, I just wanted to share a couple things that I really liked about the show so far. Uh, I really like the different themes you'll take to your show. I also really enjoyed uh, John Morrison Edge in particular. Those episodes were really great. Uh, hopefully you guys can get them back again. Uh, and I hope to be on the show again in the future. Like I said, here's to another 100. Y'all take care. Well, we want to thank everybody who took time out of their busy schedule, called us, talked to us. Uh, you know, once again, call, call, call. Uh, the best calls will be put on an actual podcast. I don't know too many, uh, you know, radio shows or anything that actually do that so uh please just give us a call and we'd love to hear from you hey you guys this is mickey james and i want to say a big congratulations to 100 shows now once again 
everybody out there, head on over to the mothership of AWP, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. But more importantly, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, TuneIn, whatever you have. I'm assuming that most of you that are listening right now are wearing a shirt. Uh, if you are not, then there's a, a perfect cure for that. Go on over to ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, we have our own Pro Wrestling Tees site. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Another Wrestling Podcast and help support the podcast and wear an awesome shirt. And you're all over social media, so you might as well like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Another Wrestling Podcast. Well, if you got a Facebook, then there's a great chance that you also have a Twitter. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash a wrestling pod. It's the social media, baby. You know, you got to subscribe to us on YouTube. Like I said, any interview you hear on this show will also be thrown on our YouTube page. But there's also YouTube exclusives, videos, interviews that are only heard on our YouTube page. So you don't want to miss it. Make sure you subscribe to us at youtube.com slash another wrestling pod. That's another wrestling P.O.D. And uh, once again, uh, we are completely all over social media. We also have an Instagram, and you can find us on Instagram at Another Wrestling Podcast. You'll get to see photos from events that we've attended. We've got awesome Throwback Thursdays. We've got Mark Mondays. We've got it all. So uh, you know, follow us on Instagram, and uh, you know, just like our photos. Now, what a way to kick off our 100th episode uh, than to bring on our first guest we ever had live on one of our live shows on episode 15. Uh, we did the show out of Middletown, New York. Uh, and hey, what's welcome back? Well, 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 before you tell everybody out there who is joining you again today, while I know that I need no introduction, I'm also aware that talent requires an introduction and one that he could only get from somebody like I, the lyrical miracle, the sexual intellectual coming linguist, and the quintessential stud muppet, Joel, here is something you should know. Podcasts come and podcasts go. That's for any other podcast, though. Not for another wrestling podcast, bro. Because this particular edition of this show is the landmark number 100. So on this very special evening, I believe it's apropos not to refer to my penis, which comes with more white sauce than the best gyro. Keep listening and have yourself an eargasm. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That was uh, totally worth 99 other episodes to get to. Uh, Joel, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, you know, a lot, you've been uh, really busy, so we, uh, we appreciate taking 
your time to come on the show today. Last time we saw you, you were in Poughkeepsie at the Laugh It Up Comedy Club. You did some stand-up, which was uh, by far one of the best shows we've seen there. Um, will you be doing any more stand-up coming up soon? Yeah, I think so. I've been talking to uh, a couple of my friends that are stalwarts and champions in that world, and uh, and you know they would like to help me. And and I'm just the fact that they're kind of willing to you know any assistance they could give. Um, Reverend Bob Levy, who I worked with uh, a month or two ago, and you see when I was there, uh, just a really great guy. Uh, also taking me under his wing. And uh, just, you know, a few different people that I'm kind of trying to bounce ideas off of, and, and they're more than happy to uh, listen to some stuff that I come up with. And I think so. I think in addition to, you know, wrestling bookings, wrestling seminars, and things of that nature, I'm always on the lookout to do stuff like acting, voice acting, and, and definitely stand-up comedy, too. That's great. Uh, now, Joel, on our show uh, earlier, we mentioned uh, you were our first live guest on episode 15 in uh, Middletown, New York. Uh, and for a little fun fact out there, which you could let everybody know, the, that's where you started your ECW career. Uh, could you tell Could you tell the fans a little bit about that? Yeah, I uh, the first live event that I performed on uh, for ECW was... Um, after they had done one or two shows in Middletown at the Orange County Fairgrounds, um, there was a building in Middletown called Sportland Cafe. And ECW did a show there uh, three days after my 20th birthday uh, in September of 95. Uh, and I had been working in the business as talent for about four years at that time. Uh, and, uh, and it was right after I'd asked for a job and asked for that to be a tryout for me to do some ring announcing, uh, if that was something that would have been of use, if that was something that was of need, uh, on that evening. So yeah, that was the first show, uh, where I worked for ECW and it was also the first show for Brother Ray Dudley, who was, uh, Fonzie's bodyguard Mongo at the time. Uh, he had been working on the Indies as Mongo Vile. And uh, it was also the second appearance, um, but the first live appearance in ECW of superstar Steve Austin, because I believe he had officially, he made his ECW debut the previous week um, at ECW Arena, but he wasn't there. It was a taped message. He was uh, off location. He was uh, via satellite, that kind of thing. So his first uh, house show live for ECW was also uh, September 23rd, 95, uh, in Middletown at Sportland Cafe. So a very special show, um, certainly for me, um, and the start of something big, the start of uh, over five years with the company. That's great. Now, uh, you just mentioned the, the Deadly Boys, uh, and they've kind of t- retaken the WWE by storm and probably got a lot of new fans along the way. Uh, you were a major part of the Dudleys, and uh, what are your thoughts about seeing them back in the WWE, and uh, did you think that that would ever happen? In this business, you know, you never know what will happen. It's always about, you know, action, reaction, and cause and effect, more so than that. Um, never say never, and I think even more so than that, what's best for business. 
So if a, you know if money can be made, um, if it's the right thing at the right time for the people involved, that could happen. You know, I think I learned um, just as I was getting into the wrestling business as a teenager, or even you know maybe a bit before uh, as a preteen or whatever. You know, I remember you know seeing you know Jerry Lawler come in from Memphis to to work in, in the WWF. And I remember, um, you know, Sergeant Slaughter was back. I remember seeing Bob Backlund come back. You know, all of these people that at the time, uh, you know, fans who were having, you know, relatively smart discussions with each other, um, you know, these were names, you know, that people thought would never be seen again on camera in WWF. Uh, and, and they were. You know, everybody. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the Dudley's coming back. It's it's great, I think, because a lot of fans were clamoring for it. Uh, a lot of fans thought that, you know, there was some untold stories, and they just wanted to see the Dudleys come back. They thought it was the right time. And, uh, you know, those guys can still go. Those guys have it, and they know how to tell a story. And they put their best foot forward every time and they always leave it all out there and they love what they're doing and they're great at what they do so it's you know again if it's best for them and the company feels that the Dudleys are, are something that the fans want to see and they would know best then then you know they bring them back and it's great that they came back um, I was there in Brooklyn the night they came back it was a surprise even to me and the reaction uh, in the building was unbelievable. So, uh, and I know the um, the Blu-ray that's coming out next month. Uh, I I know very limited. Uh, you know, I know the match lineup and stuff like that. Um, I was up in Stanford, and they talked with me for the Blu-ray. I haven't seen um, the stuff from the other guys that they spoke with, but I can only imagine. I I know the vibe was great that day up there, and I know it's definitely a long time in coming that the story, the entire Dudley saga and uh, just their whole career journey. I think it's definitely, you know, high time that the fans have a set that they can just have as a keepsake and kind of a capsule of all things Dudley. And, and I know, you know, the stuff that, you know, it was a lot of backstory, a lot of history, a lot of kind of inside baseball is what I was putting out there. So, you know, I'm sure the other guys that were talked with, I think it was Tommy, Taz, Joey Styles. Uh, I think all in all, you know, obviously the matches are going to be entertaining. Uh, and, and when you look at the lineup, you know, that's reason enough, I think, to get the Dudley's Blu-ray. But, I mean, all of the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff and, and all of the really, you know, the, the kind of documentary of it all, I think is going to be fascinating. Uh, both to people who kind of know it already uh, and, and are happy to be learning more about what they already know, and uh, definitely also to people who are newer to the Dudleys. All right. Uh, now, uh, Joel, uh, you have probably one of the best uh, voices in the business. Uh, what did you do before wrestling? Because I'm sure a lot of fans out there would guess perhaps maybe radio. Uh, is that something you kind of fell into or no? Yeah, I have done radio. Um, I did radio during my college years. Um, when I was up at Cornell and I was up in Ithaca, uh, there was an off 
campus radio station, so it wasn't actually tied in with Cornell. It was an Ithaca, New York radio station. It was an NBC news radio affiliate, um, WVBR 93.5. And uh, I was there. I worked there for just about the entire three years that I was up at Cornell before I left school to go with ECW full-time. And, uh, I mean, that was just a great station to be able to you know, start from the beginning, and all of the equipment was completely antiquated. So, you know, believe it or not, that's a good thing. Because if you can learn how to edit, you know, reel-to-reel, where you're literally taking a razor blade and you're splicing tape at exactly the right moment, and then using a different kind of tape to tape over the two pieces of tape. I mean, it's so arcane. But then, you know, when you get around to learning digital stuff, uh, Final Cut Pro and everything else that's out there, um, it makes it so much easier. But, um, yeah, we had a a great lineage of people uh, that had come through either Cornell or Ithaca College that had worked at WVBR, and and it was a blast, you know. Uh, Keith Holberman, who eventually, you know, went to, he was on SportsCenter with Dan Patrick regularly at the time that I was up there, uh, going back 20 years or so. But, of course, since then, you know, he's gone on to, you know, CNN and MSNBC and everything else. But he was actually um, a few few years, definitely 15 years or so, 20, however many. Uh, he was sports director at that same station at the time that George Seifert former 49ers head coach was Cornell head coach. So uh, he was a sports director there. And then, you know, however many years later, I got to be sports director at the station, um, got to host the weekly uh, talk show, call-in talk show. But the whole thing was a blast. And it was just a great way to get my feet wet in broadcasting. Great. Now, obviously, you just mentioned that you you know you still do a lot with the world of professional wrestling. Um, even though you're active in wrestling today, do you still spend a lot of time watching professional wrestling? I should do. Yeah, I'll, I love it. I'll always love it. And uh, and yeah, you know, I'm blessed to have uh, you know enough spare time, maybe just enough spare time uh, that I can try to keep a handle on uh, you know pretty much. Uh, you know, I don't get to watch everything that's out there and available now um, every week. Uh, sometimes I find there's, you know, a bit of a backlog that happens, um, which is, you know what, that's a great thing. You know, I, I'm not going to, for the business, for the fans, you know, it's a great thing. There's a lot of choice out there. And good choice, quality choice, you know. There were other times where, you know, in any given market or even nationally, there might have been three, four, five choices of what to watch. But choices number three, four, and five, you know, weren't anything at any given time that a lot of people would gravitate towards. But now, you know, when you've got just all the international stuff, like, you know, there's Lucha Underground, and then if you have access, there's New Japan. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing all of the wrestling that's out there right now. And it, it doesn't, you know, it's not, there's no oversaturation, I don't think. I think people are so used to just being able to consume whatever they can and binge watch and just, you know, it's just, you know, with the network now too, I mean, you know, thankfully, you know, there's no oversaturation. There's a lot of wrestling out there and it's a lot of good wrestling. So in a sense, you know, I've been following wrestling 
for about 30 years now. And this is a different time, I think, from any other time that there's ever been. And in a good way. I think it's good for the business. Great. Now, uh, you know, uh, we're just another wrestling podcast, but uh, Joel, you also host your own podcast. Uh, if you could let the world out there uh, know a little bit about what you do, too. Yeah, I've had a podcast uh, called the 69-Minute Eargasm, and um, it is, my co-host is Swole Brawlick. Um He was, for about one and a half weeks, um, maybe a little bit longer than that, in 1982, uh, he was kind of a big deal in, um, like, three zip codes in Pennsylvania. Um, he was actually 1982 Enhancement Talent of the Year. And uh, he and I and our producer, Luna Lynn, uh, we have some of the greatest guests that you'll ever want to listen to for 69 minutes, uh, give or take. Um, we've been blessed, really, and, and uh, we've had great interviews so far with people like uh, One Man Gang, Vince Russo, uh, Exotic Adrian Street. Uh, our debut interview was with Judah Friedlander. Um, we've had everybody on, just Hugo Savinovich, uh, everybody. I don't, you know, I, I almost don't want to, you know, list all the names because I, I know, you know, I'll feel bad you know, for the one or two people that I leave out. But um, it's just really, it's a cool, you can learn a lot. It's entertaining. It's a, it's a thinker's podcast. Uh, there's a lot of uh, wrestling theory. There's a lot of wrestling philosophy and psychology. And it's just, you know, in between all the ha-ha and the gaga and, and me throwing out a dick joke every now and again, um, you know, if you listen carefully, uh, you know, you'll actually uh, be edified as you are entertained. And so that's the point of that. But it's it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, we've done about a dozen of them so far. And uh, free download through iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Pod Directory, uh, that kind of thing. So you can find it in a few different places. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. That's great. Uh, Joel, I mean, it was a nice little trip down memory lane because, you know, uh, through the past two years on our show, we know we had the pleasure of working with you uh, at a live show, uh, seeing you do comedy live, uh, and, you know, even talking to you here today. Uh, we thank you so much for stopping by. And uh, once again, for the fans out there on social media, where can they uh, keep up with you today? Sure. Uh, social media, if you're on Facebook, um, my personal page, sometimes it's maxed out. Uh, sometimes I have the ability to, to put one or two people through a day. Uh, so it's uh, facebook.com slash MXW Joel Gertner. Uh, if you can't get into that page, my fan page is facebook.com slash the real QSM Joel Gertner. QSM standing for quintessential stud muffin. Uh, on Twitter, I am MXW Wrestling. And on Instagram, I am quintessential stuff. That's great, Joel. Uh, thanks once again, man. Really appreciate it. Guys, congratulations on 100. I am still reeling from that introduction. Uh, if you listen any further, then it, it, I, I hope it can get better. That's all I can say. We want to thank Joel Gertner so much for coming on, being a fan of the show. And uh, like you said, listen to his podcast. 
and uh, I hope that it was as good for you as it was for us, Joel. I just want to drop in real fast and say congratulations on 100 shows. What a milestone. That's something very, very spectacular. And I hope you guys have a wonderful time celebrating. And hey, here's to 100 more episodes courtesy the Juice JT Dunn. Uh, now, Jonathan, you know, our first episode, we try to let people know a little bit about us. Then after that, we're on the roll of, uh, you know, talking as many different wrestling topics as that uh, as we could. You know, we're, we're a topical show. We like to talk more than just about what you watched last night on uh, Raw or whatever. Uh, so we, we picked so many topics, pretty much 100 topics now uh, throughout our shows. But, Jonathan, uh, let's get to know us a little bit more, shall we? I mean, the fans listening out there, uh, they know I love Bret Hart, right? I mean, if you listen to 100 shows, you probably heard 100 times I mentioned Bret Hart. Uh, but, you know, I, I figured it's, this is a perfect chance to, to make it not not about just any other topic, but the topic about us. Well, I know you pretty well, and uh, you know me, so this is one of our favorite things to talk about is ourselves. So, <laughs> um, you know, Steve, with within 100 episodes, we have gotten into kind of our likes or dislikes or whatever, but uh, if, if you're new to the show – um, it's very important to know that we are by no way or shape or form um, in the wrestling business. Steve works for Fox, and I work on a farm. So um, we <laughs> opposite, opposite spectrums of the world. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't we couldn't actually be any further away from the business. We've each helped out, and and that's all well and good. But when you break it down, we are just fans. That's right. And uh, we we are lifelong fans. Of, of this great sport, uh, professional wrestling. So, uh, Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit, without getting into a story <laughs> about the Honky Tonk Man's butt or Bret Hart, uh, you know, let us know kind of what it is that uh, attracts you to this day to professional wrestling. If you listen to any of the 100 episodes, you'd know what Jonathan was talking about right there. So go back and listen to every one of those and then you'll, you'll get that right there. But, uh, you know, Jonathan, that's it, man. I think, uh, it's that escape from reality. You know what I mean? Uh, people watch cartoons, they'll watch movies. I watch wrestling. I, I even though I watch cartoons and movies too, but you know, it, it, we, we understand what wrestling is. We get it. We know it. We're listening to a podcast. So I think we would at least be somewhat smart about what's happening out there these days uh you know and that's the thing you know we get to watch our heroes interact you know live in person uh it's kind of like you know the old shakespeare plays where you know they people would go to the theater and watch them act out uh, you know these these great uh th these great plays these you know and, and and wrestling man is like that living art form you know what i mean it's more than just uh acting out or you know portraying these characters but it's physical it's definitely i don't care what anybody says it's definitely a sport because you definitely need to be athletic to be doing this uh it's like the best of every world almost from acting to to athleticism sports you know all that stuff into one big ball of entertainment and i think that at the end of the day is that's what i love about it man it's it's that no matter what happened to how bad your day was you can put on wrestling and get lost into it and just enjoy what's on it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's great. Instead of just watching a movie or whatnot to where, you know, this is actually happening live, uh, depending on whatever you're watching, but you know, it's live in front of you. Uh, it's real, you know, people are getting hurt. People are injured. People, you know, doing what they do in pro wrestling. And, you know, it's just that whole theatrical thing, the whole bundle of 
entertainment that I love the most about it. Um, and you know, that's, that's, that's it, man. It's that escape from reality. I'll keep saying it to where, you know, no matter how much crap happens in the world, you can get lost into pro wrestling. And, uh, that's what I've always done since I've been a little, little Mark, you know what I mean? I've gone to the plenty of live shows, uh, from watching, you know, it on TV when I was a kid, every Saturday morning, uh, you know, getting immersed into it. And I think, you know, I go back to WrestleMania, WrestleMania six. Uh, I even remember watching a lot of other WrestleManias before that, but WrestleMania six, I think, you know, that Hogan versus warrior, was, you know, it was so, like, dramatic as, like, a little kid. I forget what age I was then, but I was little, you know. And at that time, it's like, you know, you're watching this live on TV. It has such an impact on your life because you didn't you didn't get what, what it was then, you know what I mean? Like, you understood that what you were watching was happening right then and there, you know what I mean? So it was just amazing, you know, that just if you watch it again, I could watch WrestleMania six. I could watch that main event over and over and never be sick of it. It wasn't the greatest technical match. It wasn't the greatest wrestling match um, as compared to what we've seen throughout the years. But back in that day, you just watch it, man. And it's like, you know, these two larger than life icons, Hulk Hogan, the ultimate warrior. And then when you compare them to little Earl Hebner in the ring, like he looked like a little jockey compared to these guys. Uh, It was amazing. You know what I mean? Just like, Oh, it, it was just that world, man. It just made me get into what I love about pro wrestling. I mean, anybody, anybody listening to this right now who has never watched WrestleMania Six, Hogan vs. Warrior, especially the younger kids are out there listening, watch it. It's so hard to kind of put yourself back in that time of like, uh, it's kind of like, eh, it's not that good. I mean, you have, it's hard to, to go back to watch that match and take it for what it was then because now we've seen so much. We've been exposed to so many different types of matches, uh, crazy crap, crazy shit, crazy everything in, in pro wrestling that, you know, it, you almost take for granted what it was back then. So, you know, at the end of the day, Jonathan, it's that escape. It, it, it's that, you know, theatrical uh, never-ending show, you know what I mean? And no matter what you watch, what TV show you love watching, you know, if you're watching Monday Night Raw, at least that's the show, to me, almost that never ends, you know what I mean? It's 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 been there for years, it's, you know, it's every Monday, there's Raw, every Monday, you know, it's there. Um, it's that, you know, it's that one constant in life, and that's what I think I really love about pro wrestling, that you get to escape into that reality uh, of, you know, just entertainment, well, that is, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. It's all about entertainment. Uh, you know, we only get so much time on this earth. We only get so much time during the week. We only get so much time during the day. And, uh, you know, professional wrestling, though it gets criticized a lot, is no different than basketball, baseball, football, hockey, any of those sports. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we all pay our money to go and see something that we enjoy. And I've literally enjoyed professional wrestling since before I knew what it was, uh, you know, if you've listened to the show a lot, you know that I'm from the Midwest and <clears throat> there's not a whole lot to do there always. So um, I would sit down and watch, you know, on Saturday mornings and Saturday nights and I would go to the local video store and rent the, the VHSs. And, uh, you know, I kind of came from a, a, a strange upbringing. Um, you know, I'm a, a child of, of divorce um, and, professional wrestling has been the one thing that's always been constant in my life from from whenever i was little till now it's never went anywhere you know what i mean like it's never it's never left it's always going to be there in some form and for me it's been that thing that if you know i had a bad day or if i was 
nervous about something or you know whatever if i needed to unwind i could come home and turn on tv and i could watch it and uh, i think the thing that kind of cemented the legacy for me was that i'm one of those people that was in that 18 to 34 demographic during the the attitude era which uh everybody talks about as being like the greatest era of all time but um it really catered you know, I was a child of the 80s, which means that I got to see the larger-than-life people like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. And then in the, you know, the 90s, I got to see Sean and Brett. And then the late 90s, Stone Cold, uh, The Rock, The Undertaker, and even in today with, you know, with the John Cena's. Uh, so really, it's kind of, it's almost like it's catered to me. You know what I mean? Like uh, professional wrestling, I've been through some really good times together we've had some bad times together but uh it's one relationship that's never going to go anywhere and um you know I, I i can sit here and talk to you guys about my favorites uh most of you already know that ravishing rick rude is pretty much the reason that uh i love professional wrestling but um you know this is what's important this is what we should all be doing uh, uh professional wrestling fans come together we talk professional wrestling and uh that's what this podcast is for that's why steve and i really came together you know we met at shows um we started to do this podcast not really knowing where it was going to go and here we are a hundred episodes into it and uh i couldn't be prouder of what what we've done and i know steve's happy too um and and we've got some podcast goals um and and steve i i know you're there so if if you if you've got anything that you want to see maybe by the time we hit 200 episodes, you know, uh, let us know. I'm, I've got some on my mind as well. But uh, what are some of your podcast goals? Jonathan, I mean, you know, when we started, it's like, what what can we do with this show? You know what I mean? That like, uh, you know, you always hear a lot of the other podcasts, uh, you know, and who they get and whatnot. You know, we've spoke with actors. We spoke with comedians. We spoke with guys in the WWE. We spoke with legends of the ring. We spoke to independent wrestlers. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, we've spoken to everybody and anybody. Uh, and you know, as a, as a goal, when we first started, it's like, uh, you know, well, let's just see what we can do, you know? And then you don't really have a goal except for, you know, well, just keep doing a good show. And then that just rolls, rolls into something else. And that rolls into something more. And, you know, we've done a lot, Jonathan, uh, as far as goals, man, it's, you know, we just want to keep doing this for the listeners, for the fans out there. We want to make wrestling, uh, great everywhere we can, at least in our hometown area. Uh, you know, we brought in wrestlers that in unique, different ways, like you said, Tito Santana at Tito Santana's Taqueria. Uh, I, as far as goals, man, it's just trying to be different. Think outside that box. Uh, what can we do different that nobody around here has really experienced? So, as far as goals, man, it's just trying to trying to change up, uh, trying to change it up a little bit and get out of the norm of what usually a lot of uh, promoters do. And it's that same old thing, you know. It's a meet and greet. You come, you pay, and then that's it. Like, how can we change that? you know that whole thing up and just make it more unique for the fans uh and hey man i don't know as far as goals i think we just keep shooting for the stars and uh do what we know as fans would love to see and want to see and i think if we keep just thinking about those kind of things you know uh, sky's the limit right absolutely uh you know you've heard from us you've heard a little about us you kind of know us a little bit better Thanks again for inviting us into your ears today, uh, your homes, your cars. 
you could have chose anything to listen to, and we definitely thank you for listening to us. But right now, uh, there's somebody that's coming on that we definitely want to thank uh, for being here with us and just making our lives a lot happier. And uh, that is none other than the legendary Jason Sensation. If you guys are not familiar with him, you will be soon, and uh, you will not be sorry. So without further ado, Jason Sensation. Hello, this is Jason Sensation here with Jason Regeneration, and I'm very happy and proud to be a part of another wrestling podcast, AWP, and uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to coming on here and uh, sharing some of my thoughts and uh, hopefully bringing some entertainment to the show, Uh, maybe a little comic relief. I figure we're going to go in a few different segments a few different types of segments every week. You know, some might be more on the funny side, and then some might be more on the serious side. Now, on the serious side, I'm really looking forward to making amends with some people. I've ruffled a lot of feathers in the wrestling business over the past 16, 17 years. I haven't been in WWE. I would like to make amends with some of the people, and this is a perfect platform and opportunity to do so. So, um, one segment... At least a month, I'd like to make amends with people. And uh, I'll be having uh, other funnier segments that uh, I think people will get a kick out of, such as reading tweets. I'm going to go online onto my Twitter, and I'm going to check out some of my favorite people to follow on Twitter. And I'm going to read their tweets in their voices. Why not have a little fun reading some Iron Sheik tweets or some Hulk Hogan tweets? in their voices so i'm looking forward to that and uh there'll be a number of other um different segments around jason regeneration such as jason imitation i'll be uh showing some of my new impressions and uh, definitely send in requests to hear any type of uh, impersonations you'd want to hear that i can work on for future shows here on regeneration i'll be telling some past stories about ribs i've pulled on other wrestlers in the business over the past you know 20 years i've still done a lot inside and out of the wrestling business you know i've also been a part of the wrestling business for years after i was in wwe so there was there's a lot of stories to share and good times and memories and i'm looking forward to doing some of that but in the jason initiation i just wanted to maybe break the ice with explaining what we're going to have here on jason regeneration and maybe next week we'll get into uh making amends but this week let's try to have a little bit of fun so i was looking online here and i saw that hulk hogan defeated docker and won a hundred was awarded a hundred and fifteen million dollars unbelievable unbelievable my man so now that hulkster's a millionaire again i bet you everybody's gonna jump on the bandwagon on hulkamania once again so uh you should reinforce the uh, bandwagon there but I decided to go online here and write a little, and just sing a little song to, to Gawker in the voice of Hulkamania. So let's listen up to this music here that I found online. And um, Hulk Hogan's going to sing a little song to Gawker here. 
Gawker, Gawker, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when I run wild on you? Gawker, Gawker, what you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? I made a dirty sex tape. Gawker showed my smelly, big fat belly. If you listen to the tape, you can hear me fart and make awful racist remarks. Gawker, Gawker. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when I run wild on you? Gawker, Gawker, what you gonna do when Hulk runs wild on you, brother? There you go. Some Hulk Hogan music for you. And uh, singing to Gawker. Having a good time. I'm really happy for Hulk Hogan, though, because Hulkamania sure did get ruined by Gawker. And uh, maybe he did ruin himself with some of the things he said, but... You know, I think we've all said things that we can look back and regret and wish we could take back. I, for one, wish I could go online and erase a thousand things I put online and said. But, um, yeah, anyhow, so for Hulkster, it's, uh, it's good to see that, uh, you know, he came out laughing on the other end. And uh, I wish him all the best, especially with the um, with Gawker's appeal. I wish Hulk Hogan the best, and I hope he wins again. And I'm proud of the Hulkster for thanking God, because so many people... So many fans of Hulkamania grew up believing in Hulkamania and said their prayers and ate their vitamins and uh, opened the, he opened the door for a lot of people to uh, believe in God. So um, it's good to see the Hulkster believing in God himself. On with Jason Regeneration and some of the stuff that we'll be uh, doing in the future, like reading tweets. So I'm going to go check out Twitter here. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Jason Sensation X. And here we go with reading tweets. Now, I was looking over Big Papa Pump's tweets because I wanted to find some funny tweets he, he writes, but he doesn't tweet a lot. He, he retweets a lot, but he doesn't tweet a lot. So I could only find a few here. So um, let's read a couple of Big Papa Pump tweets. At Scott Steiner, you can find them. Unfortunately, I think he got into an accident. So here's some of the tweets. Lucky Doyle! Hit two deer at 3 a.m. Black Knight in Milton, New York, on route to tonight's back to dead free. Thanks to the missing police for their help, they ride to the hotel. And continued with this. I just want to let everyone know I'm fine, and I will be wrestling tonight in Middleton. There you go. So there's some tweets from Big Papa Pump. I couldn't find a lot of tweets except for retweet because I don't really like tweeting. I like retweeting. Big Papa Pump is your cup. Holler if you hear me. Anyhow, let's check out some other tweets here on Twitter. One I really have a lot of fun with is the Iron Sheik. Let's see if we can find some Iron Sheik tweets to read here. Sure, any tweet right off the top of that right off the top of the list here are going to be funny because Iron Sheik is a hilarious guy to, to read but here we go Monday a suplex break your back put you on camera clutch make you humble fuck the Monday what should I do on the Monday break its back or put it on camera clutch Good night, Sabroni. Happy Noruf to all my intelligent Iranian fans. Happy spring and go fuck yourself. 
So here's the Iron Sheik on uh, Hulk Hogan's win over Gawker. Hulk Hogan, you say you're only one? Now your chance to be the jabroni of the earth. Michigan State, you bust the bracket, I bust your fucking back. Shut up, you fucking jabroni. Michigan State get humbled. <laughs> Little Rock, no jabroni. What do you do? Big time jabroni. Don't stop believing you are big time jabroni. Iron Sheik says jabroni a lot. Good night, jabroni. Respect me, call. You put your heart to the wrestling mat. Forever I respect you. Who deserves to come a clutch today? Buy my movie today so you become the real legend like me, the Iron Sheik. And let's find one more. Here we go. Hey, everybody, please, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so there you have it. Some of my favorite tweets are from the Iron Sheik. Check out the Iron Sheik online at the underscore Iron Sheik. Now, the other day, I was looking up for Vince McMahon because I wanted to read some of his tweets. I can actually check him out right, right now. Vince McMahon, here he is. And I'll read some of Vince McMahon tweets. Because he doesn't tweet very much, but he's on there once in a while. You just have to check him out on Twitter, at Vince McMahon. So here goes with a few of Vince McMahon's tweets. Orlando doesn't have to ask for WWE. What are you waiting for? WrestleMania 33. <laughs> okay, what else do we got here? Thank you for celebrating our birthday, WWE Network. My son, Shane McMahon, returns to Raw. Surreal moment. Here's another one. An accomplished career will be celebrated tonight. The Yes Movement has come to Seattle. Thank you, Daniel Bryan. But no thanks to Titus O'Neil for grabbing my damn arm at the end of it all. And you're damn suspended, okay? You're damn suspended. <laughs> Sorry about that. That wasn't part of the tweet either. Okay, what else do we got here for Vince McMahon? Now is your opportunity. For the first time ever, Royal Rumble is free for new subscribers of the WWE Network. You know, the WWE Network is also free, Mr. McMahon, if you stream it online. Anyhow, um... Thank you for your enormous contributions to the success of WWE. Happy birthday, Pat Patterson! <laughs> Okay. But the funny thing was, when I was looking up for Vince McMahon, I found him, um, I found this other account called Cranky Vince. Now, this one was really rude, and I know it can't be Vince McMahon, but just reading some of the tweets in his voice, I made myself laugh. <laughs> Let me try to find one that doesn't go too far, because some of these tweets are really, really bad. But anyhow... It can't be Vince for real. This is definitely a parody account. But uh, checking out here, Cranky Vince, at Cranky Vince. That's with two R's, at Cranky Vince. With two R's, okay? Here we go. Here we go back. This is the movement. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. Fuck you. <laughs> Here's another one. 
great. Thanks to Triple H, I've got the Godwins 2K13 on my roster and a cruiserweight main eventing SummerSlam. Fuckers. Raw. Fuck. Gosh damn it. Triple H told me he saw the flat farmers. Told me they were good characters. Whatever the fuck that means. Raw. Wyatt family. It's going to be a pleasure here on another wrestling podcast. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. And, um, you know, keep tuning in, keep checking it out. And we'll we'll be doing more of reading tweets next week. So um, we're going to have a lot more fun reading tweets and um, doing a lot more Jason imitations here on another wrestling podcast. So definitely check back again next week for Jason Sensation on Jason Regeneration on another wrestling podcast. Well, that's a little uh, breaking news, Jonathan. Uh, Welcome, Jason Sensation, to another wrestling podcast with Jason Regeneration. Uh, that's going to be quite the segment on our shows to come. Uh, it's great having him on. He's hilarious. Uh, I hopefully we can bring him up here in person so the fans can see him live and in person, live and in color. Um, it, man, this guy is hilarious. I can't believe half the stuff he can do. I sure can't do it. So, you know, we're adding some more comedy within the show. Uh, hey, man, I think we're starting to grow our own little clique, if you will. Yeah, this this thing has uh, really started... To, to turn into something even better than my wildest imagination. Uh, I remember watching Jason Sensation as Owen Hart, and uh, I, I just kept thinking that this guy is really uh, uh, you know, a, a genius, and he, uh, he does something that's just very unique. And uh, I'm, once again, just very happy that we could have him on the show in our 100th show. Hello, this is Christopher Walken. And I just wanted to congratulate you guys on an amazing 100 episodes for another wrestling podcast. I mean, wowie. I mean, amazing. I'm really proud of you guys. And keep it going. I'll be here for number 200. So keep up the great work. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hey, this is Rocky Balboa with Mickey. Hey, Rocky, you're a bum. Hey, Mickey, you're a bum. 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 Anyway, well, I'm going to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. Another wrestling podcast, 100 episodes. Congratulations from Rocky Balboa and Mickey. You're the bum. Hello, this is Marge Simpson, and I just wanted to congratulate you on 100 episodes. Another wrestling podcast, 100 episodes. Me and the family have been listening, and we haven't missed one. Right, Homer? That's right, Marge. We love another wrestling podcast, and we want to hear it again and again, and another and another. Woohoo! All hail to Steve and Jonathan, as everybody knows, another wrestling podcast has done 100 shows. As Fab Air and expertise are both beyond compare, another wrestling podcast is both unique and rare. It's more than just another wrestling podcast, if you will. While others beat around the bush, they go in for the kill. I am the genius, Randy Popple, 
and I will tell you what, another wrestling podcast knows how to kick some butt. All right, uh, joining us again today on uh, another wrestling podcast on our 100th episode. Uh, we've talked to him in the past on the show, and he's here to, back again today, uh, the genius Lanny Poffo. Lanny, uh, how are you doing? I am the genius Lanny Poffo, still living in the past. I'm 61 years old, and I look every day at it. <laughs> but uh, it's glad to have you back, Lanny. We really appreciate it. Uh, we, You know... Over these 100 episodes, I don't think we've had a better guest uh, than you, Lanny Poffo. It, it's been uh, great talking to you all this time. but Couldn't you get Charlie Manson? <laughs> we, we tried. <laughs> I, I've got to ask, you you know this man pretty well. Um, I just want to know what your thoughts were on the outcome of this Hulk Hogan-Gawker uh, lawsuit. Now, we just found out that Hulk Hogan was awarded uh, some $115 million plus punitive damages. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this whole, this whole lawsuit? I think it's revenge. It's fantastic. Gawker ruined Hulk Hogan's life, so let Hulk Hogan ruin Gawker's life. Lanny, you know, uh, last year, the Macho Man was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, how has your life changed since that day? Because, you know, you got to meet a lot of fans after that day. Uh, what were the reactions like uh, to your brother finally getting inducted? Everybody's happy. Um, the thing is, well, I don't mean to be macabre about it, but there's only one way it could have been better. If I didn't do the speech, um, my choice would be that the macho man get to do the speech. In other words, they should have done it when he was alive. Now, who's responsible for that? Nobody will take any uh, blame for that. But don't you think it would have been better if he would have, ooh, yeah, one more time. Wouldn't that have been great? Oh, of course, yeah. So, you know, before we all congratulate ourselves, like, what a wonderful thing. And, you know, because of that, I... I would also like to see them put in uh, King Kong Bundy and Kamala into the Hall of Fame because uh, they're not doing well health-wise, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't want them to uh, have to be inducted posthumously. Sure. Um, and well, by the way, um, here's a guy that isn't sick, but where the hell is Rick Martel? Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame, for Christ's sakes? I know. Well, you uh, you you touched on this. We're you know we're talking Hall of Fame right now. Uh, this year we found out that Sting, the Fabulous Freebirds, the Big Boss Man, uh, Jacqueline, and Stan Hansen are all going in. Uh, do you think this is a pretty pretty strong Hall of Fame class? It's hard to beat last year's for sure. So uh, you know, do you think do you agree with all of these that are going in? I agree with all of them that are going in. There's not one person in there that doesn't deserve it. However, in my opinion, the greatest year for the Hall of Fame was in Madison Square Garden when both Bob Backlund and Bruno Sammartino got in. Um, and I was so angry because Maria Menounos gave a beautiful speech for Bob Backlund, and she was booed out of the building by the stupid fan of Madison Square Garden. And you know what? Uh, well, how many New Yorkers does it take to change a light bulb? Yeah. None of your freaking business. <laughs> that's, see, New York would go a cure for cancer, and that's why they elected that horrible mayor de Blasio 
and that god-awful President Obama. Well, uh, Lanny, now with the Hall of Fame, too, uh, a lot of fans, um, they kind of get upset about it because, you know, you'll have Sting, uh, then you'll have uh, the likes of maybe like the Godfather go in. Uh, but maybe, you know, there's a lot in the fans' eyes, you know, there's guys who have come way before, you know, the likes of the Godfather who deserve it more than, say, him. Uh, and, you know, people are still waiting for the likes of uh, Rick Rude or Owen Hart or, you know, a lot of these other guys. And they, they I don't know, is it weird as a performer, as a former wrestler that, you know, there's guys getting into this Hall of Fame that, you know, they could just, they could have waited a few, they could have waited a few years on and, you know, they should have been inducting uh, a lot of other guys a lot sooner? Well, look, I don't mean to sound negative, and I don't want to be that guest on your show that said crazy things. But as you know, um, many of the wrestlers, with the exception of Owen Hart and people like that, um, have shortened their own life due to their own um, folly. Uh, Of course, Owen Hart is not the case, and several others are not the case, but I'm talking about uh, people that have overdosed and, you know, committed suicides, you know. Um, My point is, um, what's so great about Bruno San Martino and Bob Beckham, they're not only champions in the ring, they were champions outside the ring. Okay? Now, in New Orleans, um, they had a Hall of Famer that went out there and said he had to go to Indiegogo to raise enough money to get his operation. Now, you know, I feel sorry for poverty. Uh, I've been to Ecuador. I, I saw poverty there that would make you cry. Uh, I felt sorry for the people in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they have nothing, and they have a smile. And they think they're millionaires because so they don't live in Haiti because Haiti shares, you know, the island of Hispaniola. And uh, if you think the people are poor in the Dominican Republic, you have to go to Haiti. But when a wrestler who makes millions of dollars, you know, buys a Rolex watch and has to pawn it, I fail to shed a tear for that because um, it's like feeling sorry for an orphan that murdered his parents. Mm-hmm. In other words, look in the mirror. Don't come crying to me. So wrestling is, you know, when you're a wrestler, you're an independent contractor which means they don't take your taxes out when you get your money. So at the end of the year, Uncle Sam says now, and you say, my name is Flair, and they say, I don't care. See, I'm, I don't mean to be on a ramble there, but um, I think it's a hall of shame if a man gets up there and says he has to go to Indiegogo. In other words, they want the fans to give them money, and the fans do it. But don't you get it? The fans always gave the money by buying tickets and buying dolls, figurines and googops and doodads, you know? Sorry to go on a rant there, folks. I just, uh, 60 minutes and, uh, I wear my pants real high now and I complain about the, the music you punk <laughs> listen to. Well, you, uh, you, you said it again. You talked about WrestleMania. The, the big question is this year, are they going to be able to, uh, to, get the attendance record there in Dallas. Um, are you at all participating in WrestleMania this year? Will you be down in Dallas? Well, I wasn't invited by the WWE. Um, maybe, maybe they don't love me, but 
um, I, Charles Hartman invited me, and uh, I'm going to be with Bill after, and I'm going to be at the WrestleCon, uh, being nice to people and uh, taking my picture with my beautiful WWE Hall of Fame ring. And I'm going to get there a day early because I want to go to Dealey Plaza. What's the significance of that? Can you guess? Uh, John F. Kennedy. Yes. I'm going to go there because I want to check out the grassy knoll and the book depository. You thought I was going to say suppository, but you can shove that up your butt. <laughs> and, um, and then I'm also going to go to uh, um, joke over and laugh now. Yes. Um, I'm also going to go to um, the beautiful town of Italy, Texas. That's like two last names, <laughs> but uh, Italy, <laughs> Texas. It's about an hour south of Dallas, and I'm going to check out the monolithic domes because someday I would like to build a monolithic dome, but I want to ask them a lot of questions. Uh, that's where the, you know, the place of business is. You know, I want to see them, I want to touch them, feel them, and ask about them before I do something so whimsical as to live in a dome. But the reason I want to do it is because they're very practical. They are um, hurricane-proof, earthquake-proof, fire-proof. You don't have to heat them or air-condition them. They're very green, you know, and um, there's, it's just uh, I'm a very strange man, and I don't like to live the right angles. Well, Lanny, if, if anybody out there is listening, I mean, uh, you've been a great guest to us uh, throughout our two years of existence on another wrestling podcast. Uh, it's always great talking to you. Uh, and if any, you know, if anybody's out there listening right now, you know, uh, I would love to see uh, Lanny Poffo down, uh, definitely around the WrestleMania area, definitely doing something with WWE. Uh, you still have a lot to give. Uh, you're still. Uh, a great man, and uh, I don't believe the hype of being that old man with the pants up around the waist. You don't believe that? I don't believe it. <laughs> I heard from erectile dysfunction last <laughs> night and again this morning. <laughs> we uh, we spoke to a gentleman named Joe Chapman, and uh, he started a petition to get a macho man statue uh, in Columbus, Ohio. So uh, I just want to know, you know, what what are your thoughts on this this statue, and uh, what have you heard about it? I think it's going to happen. I talked to Joe personally. He's a fantastic guy. He's doing it for all the right reasons. They asked me what kind of a statue I think Randy deserves, and I said, "How about on the top turnbuckle with his hands in the air, as if he's about to jump for his big elbow." Well, we hope I, uh, it, yeah, we hope it happens definitely. I wish there was you know, one of those like, in every town. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? But he, uh, Randy was. People are asking me why Columbus, Ohio. Randy was born there, November fifteenth, nineteen fifty-two. And um, I'll tell you something. He was he was he did he was born not far from uh, Ohio State University, and he was a big fan of James Laurinaitis and was very very excited when he uh, you know got in the NFL and he said, "Ooh." Uh, Every time a wrestler has a kid that gets in the news, it's usually for something real, real bad. And this time, it's something great. And, you know, he was he just thought it was fantastic that James Laurinaitis was a star at Ohio State and then went on to the Rams. And, um, you know, he followed him. 
and uh, you know he took a great interest and pride in it that one of the boys did so well. And um, but I think uh, yeah, Joe Chapman is a great man, and I've done several interviews already, saying please sign that petition. Let's get Randy. I mean, why should politicians be deified? Why not great you know wrestlers? Uh, because I'll tell you what, I knew Randy as well as anybody did, and he was every bit as good as he was great. That's right. Uh, Lanny Poffo, ladies and gentlemen. Lanny, uh, we, we started off our show on episode 18 with you, and now we're come full circle all the way up to episode 100. Uh, we thank you so much for your time. We thank you for everything that you do out there, uh, and we hope to see you soon uh, down the road, and uh, maybe we'll have you on a few more shows uh, leading up to episode 200 one day. Well, if you can't get a real guest, I'm in. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lanny. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, very good. Once again, thanks to Lanny Poffo. Make sure you head on over to GeniusLannyPoffo.com. You can catch up uh, more about Lanny. Uh, He's got a book out there for sale. It's a great book. Buy it. Uh, let him know that he is loved out there. He's a great guy. You know, we, like I said too, he was on episode 18, and he's on episode 100. We also had him on a YouTube exclusive, uh, breaking some news a little bit about the Macho Man going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's another reason why you want to subscribe to us on YouTube. You never know what's going to happen on there with our, some of our exclusives. Uh, and you know, when we talked to Lanny, then you know our friendship with him began. Uh, we were able to bring him to Fishkill to Wrestling Under the Stars for Northeast Wrestling. Uh, many fans got to meet him for the first time ever. He also brought the Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring for all the fans to see. Uh, and that's what's great, man. That's something different that we did that nobody else was doing. I mean, uh, Lanny Poffo definitely wasn't around here doing any meet and greets or anything until we brought him up here. Uh, and hey... It's the first time you actually got, you know, he brought the Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring. You got to actually wear it. Uh, And that's what was great about him. You know, he's very interactive with his fans, and he's just an overall great guy. This is Hector Guerrero, professional wrestler. And I want to congratulate another wrestling podcast for their 100th episode. Wow. What a great accomplishment. Congratulations. Hey, guys. Ryan Satin from ProWrestlingSheet.com. And congrats on your 100th episode. Hey, this is Ed Banger Thrasher, one half of the former WWF Tag Team Champions of the World, wishing you guys a very, very happy 100th show. Congratulations, guys. Now, Jonathan, I want to take you a little bit back, back in time because, you know, we did 100 episodes, as it's we've made obvious and clear. Uh, but, you know, maybe you're listening for the first time today and you're like, oh, I don't have time to go back through all those shows. But well, we could take you on a little journey, if you will. Uh, you know, if you head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com, you can find all of these past shows. But, Jonathan, are you ready to take a little journey with me on some of, uh, some of our past shows? Uh, absolutely. I've been waiting to do this all day. All right, here we go. So step into our little uh, our little time machine, if you will. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> I want to take you back to the little time that we had on a WWE Hall of Famer by the name of Edge. All right, I I, uh, I remember this this podcast. So uh, let's let's go back in time and uh, hear from Edge. <laughs> Do 
during your wrestling career before walking out to the ring, you got yourself pumped up, you had music blaring, you had pyro, and an awesome trench coat. Uh, how, how, does, how do you get yourself pumped up now before a scene uh, for a show or a movie? Is there anything that you have to do as, like, I don't know, maybe a ritual or something before you get out there on the camera? That's an interesting question because it, it is, it's more difficult. It really is because there's not that live audience to be able to kind of, you know, hit that vein. You, you have to be able to do it yourself and you have to, once they say rolling, you've got to, you got to dive right back in and you might have to do it multiple times. So to keep that intensity or to try something different and, and maybe not have it quite as intense and, and show subtle nuances, it's a really, interesting tightrope to walk. Um, I, I've found, you know, if it's uh, like it was with wrestling, I can dip into intensity pretty quickly for whatever reason. Um, as soon as I, I would usually be goofing around before I went through the curtain, as soon as I went through the curtain, then it was, you know, it was edge. Um, kind of the same I found with acting in that, you know, you, you become the character once you know it's uh, game time. Um, Every once in a while, I'll have uh, you know one of the, uh, there's this uh, plant-based energy drink that I uh, that I drink. If I know it's something that really kind of has to go into an intense uh, area, I'll drink one of those. Let's just say you have one spear left to give out. Who would you decide to spear? Um, Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Hitler. I don't know. <laughs> We've had a lot of highlights on this show, Steve. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, we've had everybody from porn stars to you know comedians and everything in between. So um, I think that one of my favorite memories for us was uh, when another wrestling podcast got our first uh, contracted WWE wrestler, and that was when we spoke with uh, Neville, and it was right before Money in the Bank. And it was his first Money in the Bank. So uh, if so we're we're already here, we're already in the the time machine. So uh, let's go back and uh, hear a little bit from Neville. Now your character is reminiscent of a superhero. Uh, obviously, you already have flight covered. So if you had to choose another superpower, uh, what would you choose? Well, that's a tough question. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to be invisibility because I'll be able to sneak around and spy on people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, uh, lastly, too, uh, you know, there's a good chance that all your opponents in the Money in the Bank match this Sunday will be listening to this podcast. So do you have anything you'd like to tell them before Sunday? I think generally no one expects much of me. But, you know, I've spent my life exceeding expectations. And I know I'm not the most experienced, but come Sunday... You know, the Money in the Bank ladder match is absolute carnage, so anything is possible. So I'd say don't take your eye off Neville, and you never know when, when I could hit that red arrow. And once I hit that, you know, that's all she wrote as far as I'm concerned. One of my favorite guests had to be Zeus, Tiny Lister. Uh, you know, he was kind of upset uh, about what John Cena said to him on the release of No Holds Barred to DVD. Uh, so we're like, hey, well, let's get a hold of uh, Zeus and see what he has to say. And if you will, take this little journey with me. Let me guess. 
Your new brilliant scheme is to commemorate the re-DVD release of No Holds Barred. You went for Over the Limit and got me Zeus as my next opponent. Oh no, he didn't. Yes, he did, and he does not look happy. I guess let's find out what Zeus has to say to John Cena. First off, uh, welcome, Tiny. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight on a- another wrestling podcast. Hey, I got some news for y'all, baby. <laughs> and y'all going to break it, okay? Breaking the news I tonight? I want y'all to break the biggest news in the wrestling world, okay? All right. I want you to send a message. Do you understand me? We hear you. I'm just going to say I'm frightened right now. No, you better fasten your seatbelts. You better sleep with your lights on, because I'm from Compton, California. I'm 6'5", 285 pounds. I got a serious suntan. I'm from the biggest gang city in the world, so everything I say is real. This is the cat that you might come up, ended up in somebody's trunk. But you need to send a message to my cat right now, because my manager, Cindy Cowens, the godmother to my daughter, my pimp, she showed me something that was released in June. And it was the, after 20 years, they released the No Holds Bar starring me and Poop Butt Hulk Hogan. But you need to tell that guy named John Cena, whatever his name is, that's trying to be street. I'm a real cat. I'm from the hood. I did Tupac's second to his last movie. I work with Cube. I work with 50 Cent, the Tech Nine. I work with Snoop Dogg. I work with Dr. Drake. I work with Akon. I work with Rick Ross. I work with Chameleonaire. I work with Fresh Montana. Man, you tell the cat. I heard he called me out, said he'll take on Zeus. Uh-oh. Well, tell him Zeus is answering his phone call. i like to meet him in the ring. And shook night his ass, okay? Tell him that. Tell him I'm going to make him my little bitch, okay? If he's a real cat, if the WWE can get their manhood back up, call a real cat from the hood. And I ride the bicycle like I rode in the hit movie Friday. And I have some high shoes on, and I will beat him down. And I'll let Hulk Hogan sit in his little wheelchair on the side and watch. If you need a referee, get the rock. But don't call me out if you're going to play. This ain't Flipper. This is Charles. So, John Yersina, I'm calling you out to all your fans. You want to come do a reality show? Take that makeup off, John. Oh. It don't look good on you. Be a real cat. Real cats don't wear makeup, John. Get off that reality show. I meet your ass in the ring. Wow, John. In your house. And I'm calling you out because I see... The WWE that got too damn soft. Y'all wearing makeup. Hanging out, <laughs> hanging out with Shamal Moore. Hey, you need to be hanging out with the hood. <laughs> Don't play like you're a rapper. Be one. Jen, I grew up in Compton, California. I went to Compton High School. You better sleep with your lights on. You might end up in somebody's truck. You messing with me, fool. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that that interview right there still haunts me to this day uh i go to sleep and uh i feel like that that debo uh that zeus is gonna be there when i wake up it makes me very nervous uh we met him we talked with him he's a really nice guy but uh he just was very unhappy that day and uh you know we we broke the news that he was mad at john cena um and to go 
you know, we've, we've had some really happy interviews. We've had some, uh, you know, up people that were upset, obviously, judging from that last one. Uh, and then we just had some that I can only categorize, or categorize as uh, Paul London-esque interviews. Um, he was an amazing interview. We got to talk to him before he wrestled uh, at FWE. Uh, and so, Steve, if, if you, I don't know if you remember, but there were talk of uh, minotaurs and all kinds of things. Uh, but this is one of the things that we talked about when we spoke with Paul London. What exactly drove you into the world of professional wrestling? I was stupid. Um, you know, yeah. I, I didn't know any better. Um, it, it was the only thing that I really cared about uh, and obsessed over enough to pursue it. And so, um, you know, it, it, every, everything and every arrow pointed to don't do it and no. And to me, it was like every red light I saw turned to green and every arrow that pointed, you know, to go the opposite direction, I spin it and make it work in my favor. And I was just, uh, just bullheaded, you know, I was just relentless. And, um, I think that can attribute as to why I, I live a pretty solitary life. I mean, I'm, I spend probably 90 to 90 first, you know, probably about nine, at least 90% of my time alone. Uh, and it's not something I, you know, I, it, it's just the way that my life's crafted itself. Um, but I think a lot of that I can attribute back to just coming up as a kid, trying to work at the things that I felt were going to improve my chances to make this dream a reality. And here I am 15 years later. And, um, you know, it's it's a it's a mighty big breath I've taken, and uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm happy with you know most everything that's happened. I'm, you know, I've, it's just you know I don't surreal is another cliche word, so I, I I used it, but I wasn't using it to use it. You know yes. what I mean? I was a pretty step is a cliche, yes. but uh, but it's yeah, it's it's a lot of things. You can't really define it with one word. I mean, it's. It's emotional, I'll tell you that. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. <laughs> as annoying as Jericho does it, uh, we talked to AJ Styles uh, about a year ago, Jonathan, uh, right when he was uh, the NJPW, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion. Uh, heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, and hey, he stopped by another wrestling podcast to talk to us a little bit about himself. Uh, and come on, we're going to hop back in that time machine and see what he had to say. Now, um, you, like we mentioned, you're the pre, you're pretty much the hottest free agent around with all these offers on the table. What's the most important factor for you and picking a place to work? Well, you know, honestly, I wouldn't say that I'm a free agent at this point. You know, I'm, I'm with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, um, you know, so, I mean, uh, you know, to me, I will say, well, he's, he's an independent guy. Well, if you, if you call the fastest growing company in the world, uh, you know, and, and wrestling in front of 60,000 people, 
you know, an independent, then I, I guess I'm still doing, you know, an independent guy. But, you know, but I understand what they're saying, and I get the opportunity to wrestle in the independence. But so do TNA guys now. So, um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that I'm the hottest free agent anymore. I, I think that New Japan is where I call home. With your free agent status, you are able to go and do just about anything. How does it feel to have that sort of freedom in pro wrestling today? Um, it's great. Uh, it's it's a it's fun to get out there and and uh, wrestle guys who've never had the opportunity to wrestle. That's uh, you know the main thing with me is uh, just get out there and experience and you know the best that the world has to offer basically. And you know it, and it's fun too. I, I get excited about doing indies that especially ones I've never been to before. Um, that, that's fun for me. So I, I'm having a great time, you know, doing the indies, and it's a it's a blessing that New Japan lets me do that because I mean I'm their world champion. If I, well, they're heavyweight champion. They don't necessarily say world, but uh, I, I'm the self-proclaimed uh, world champion since I have defended uh, all over the world. But um, you know, if I get hurt doing an independent, you know, that's that's a big deal. So for me to be to be able to do independence uh, and call New Japan for wrestling home is, is a is a big deal. Once again, I can't thank these guests and the, the numerous other ones uh, that we've had on. I can't thank them enough for coming on. Uh, one of my favorite things that's going to happen now is that we're going to get back in the time machine, um, and it's it's very rare that this can happen, but we're going to get in the time machine, and I'm going to try to coax Mickey James uh, to get in the time machine with us. Uh, we had her on uh, a couple times. She's a friend of the show. Uh, this was episode 44, and this was during the time of the hashtag Give Divas a Chance movement. So we spoke to her a lot about women's wrestling, and uh, we also spoke to her about some other other topics. And uh, Steve, let's get into this one um, right now. Now, Mickey, uh, you had an illustrious career. Uh, what are your thoughts on women now looking up to you the same way that you looked up to, to such women as Sensational Sherry? How does it feel now to be the role model of a lot of these uh, young women wrestlers? It's, a bit, um, it's amazing. You know, it really is amazing. It's a bit strange for me, too, because I feel like because I still, I think because I'm still in the business, too, and I, I don't, I feel like I'm still young. In a sense, you know, like I know I'm not, you know, 20 years old like some of these girls coming up. But at the same time, I feel still feel like I have still still so much to do, and I'm still learning. So it's it's pretty awesome to think that people like actually want to hear what I have to say, or like you know, if I have some type of knowledge to drop on them, if they, you know, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing, and and it's. It's humbling in a sense, you know, because I guess I never really thought of myself as like, you know, the, you know, or what in that in that vein. Sure. And so the more that you think about it and like as I grow and even like when I'm working independence and stuff and, and certain people will pull me aside or whatever. It's just, it's very, it's, it's cool. It's just cool. It's like rewarding and it just makes you feel pretty amazing that someone actually cares mm-hmm. or things that and it values your opinion in that respect wow i guess we uh we're gonna have to keep this time machine segment i kind of liked it jonathan uh uh just to give you guys a little hint of what 
AWP has been doing for the past two years. Uh, we've like we've done a lot of interviews, Jonathan. We've had a chance to talk to many, many, many guests. Uh, it, it's been great, uh, but it doesn't get any better than this right now. Being able to talk to one of the greatest wrestlers in the world today, uh, and he's at the the very top of his game, even today, right now. Uh, joining us in our studio, we have the pleasure. Of bringing on the NXT Heavyweight Champion, Finn Balor. honor to introduce our next guest. Uh, you can watch him live on the WWE Network at NXT TakeOver Dallas for just $9.99. Uh, he is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world and has some serious hardware to prove it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the NXT champion, Finn Balor. Finn, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, how are you doing and have you started to get those butterflies for this big, huge event? Well, fellas, uh, first off, thanks very much for the introduction. I, I don't know if I can quite live up to uh, to uh, that praise, but uh, I can only try. Well, we we appreciate that. Uh, I think you're going to do just fine. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yep. Yeah, obviously, yeah, we, we got TakeOver coming up next Friday, and, uh, you know, if the, if the butterflies weren't there, I'd, uh, there'd be something wrong, you know. Uh, there's always kind of a buzz, not only around me, but around all of NXT when, uh, when we got TakeOver coming up. And, uh, and you know, I'm just literally buzzing to get out there and, uh, and handle business. Definitely. Now, you know, April 1st, Dallas, Texas, like we said, uh, NXT's very own, uh, you could say, little WrestleMania is TakeOver, and your opponent will be Samoa Joe. Uh, you've fought him before, uh, but do you consider this match uh, to be your biggest test to date? Um. You know, anytime you step in the ring with Joe, it's a test. Uh, and you know, definitely in London, then I, you know, I defeated Joe, but it was a battle, and uh, really, I just survived. So, um, survival is definitely the number, the number one thing on the agenda in uh, in Dallas. Um, you know, Joe's, you know, world traveled, uh, incredible experience, great knowledge. You know, ring general, uh, but you know. That's what I came to WWE. That's what I came to NXT for was, you know, to be challenged, to be uh, pushed out of my comfort zone. And, uh, you know, there's no one that's going to push me more than that's an OJ honoring. And, uh, you know, when the, when the lights are on and, and the cameras are rolling, you know, that's when I'm most relaxed. And uh, that's, you know, that's when I'm going to be kind of in, in my groove and, and flowing. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited about April 1st. Well, we are we are as well, and uh, one of the biggest questions on everybody's mind is: Will we be seeing Finn on April first, or are we going to see the Demon? Yeah, that's a big question, and uh, over the last kind of uh, two years, that's that's 
that's kind of the, the main question on people's uh, lips. But I, I feel like, uh, especially in the last couple of months, the lines between the two have been blurred. And, uh, you know, one is one is not necessarily uh, better than the other and vice versa. And, you know, uh, there's there's part of the demon in Finn and there's there's still very much a large part of uh, Finn and the demon. So regardless of what, uh, what Joe gets, uh, he's going to get a fight, that's for sure. All right, now, uh, Finch, speaking of the demon, uh, where do you come up with your inspiration for the demon paint? Uh, you know, it's just something that, uh, that, that you know, was a, a small seed uh, a long time ago in Japan, and uh, that, that's grown into, uh, you know, something much more than that. And, um, you know, it's, you know I'll, I'll take inspiration from everywhere. I'll look at the window right now and look at the tree and, you know, I see, oh my God, there's ways I can adapt that into in, in, into what I'm doing in the ring. So, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily taking it from uh, obvious sources. Uh, I'm trying to think a little bit outside the box. And uh, I think that's what, you know, the, the business of sports entertainment maybe needs right now. It needs to be a little bit reinvigorated. And, uh, you know, people need to kind of, you know, step out of the comfort zone, think outside the box again. And, uh, and you know, you know, really kind of, you know, come up with some new ideas that are going to be really creative and uh, entertain the fans. Awesome. Now, uh, this isn't your first time to be part of WrestleMania uh, and the WrestleMania activities. Uh, what's your favorite part about all of these festivities that go on during WrestleMania week? Well, you know, access is incredible. I remember as a kid, uh, you know, I'd see pictures in uh, WWF magazine at the time of, uh, of access, and uh, like I could not believe the scale of it. Like, you know, in the photos, and you know how it was documented on TV, and uh, you know, now being an employee of WWE and being able to get to go there last year for the first time, I was blown away by you know how big it was, how easy it was for for fans to interact with it with their favorite superstars and trying to get up close and personal, you know, with the ring or, you know, the hell in the cell, and, you know, different things like that. So, uh, so it, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to put in words and it's hard to comprehend, like, uh, exactly how cool uh, access is. And uh, uh, there's still, like, you know, there's a huge fan inside of me that, uh, that wants, to be, <laughs> wants to be part of access. So I'll be doing my meet and greets and then, uh, uh, you know, I'll have a couple of matches at access itself. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be sneaking out the back door and maybe putting on a, a beanie and, and trying to run around and see everything else myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, NXT is arguably one of the hottest promotions in the world today. Uh, with that being said, do you think uh, part of you would be a little bit sad if you got that call up to the main roster and uh, leaving your NXT family? Well, you know, when I first came, uh, NXT was certainly a, a developmental brand, but, you know, especially over the last year, I believe, like, um, you know, NXT really is WWE's third uh, global brand. And uh, me as champion, I'm very proud to kind of fly the flag and be at the forefront of leading the charge of, you know, what NXT is becoming. That being said, you know, I came here to wrestle one day uh, the main event of WrestleMania, and uh, that goal still stands. Uh, will I get sidetracked in the meantime? Perhaps. Uh, I'm, you know, very focused on NXT, like, you know, hyper-focused on what we're doing in, in Dallas. And uh, I can't really look past that. But, you know, there's uh, there's always sadness uh, moving on to the next uh, adventure. But um, I can guarantee that, like, any time that I've left something behind that I was very fond of, it was always the right decision. Mm-hmm. And if uh, if that call-up comes and uh, when it does, I'll, uh, I'll be ready to, to make the jump. Well... 
arguably 2015 and 2016 has been, you know, some of your biggest years of your career so far. Uh, what's the most surreal part of your career the past couple of years? Has it been a, a T-shirt that you've been on? You've got your own action figure. You've been in uh, video games. What What's blown your mind so far? Um, the thing that blows my mind the most um, is, you know, uh, I've been very lucky to have kind of a, a long, uh, prosperous career so far. I've got to wrestle in a lot of places and uh, reach a lot of people. And um, I was very aware of kind of the adult nature of uh, the the fan base in the U.S. that I had uh, gained through my work in Japan. And, uh, you know, when I first arrived in NXT, you know, I would see uh, a lot of Bullet Club shirts. You know, there was a lot of new Finn Balor shirts in the crowd worn by, you know, uh, adults, which, you know, I'm very grateful for and, and humbled by but um but now the thing that like really kind of knocks me for six and you know I, I'm almost getting choked up speaking about it is when I walk out through the NXT curtain and there's sixteen, seven year old kids with Finn Balor shirts and you know Finn Balor masks and they're literally fans on the fact that they've seen me on NXT and that's it. They don't know anything about anything else in the past that I've done. They're literally fans on the merit of my work in NXT, and that's the the most humbling thing for me in my career so far is kind of being able to to reach out to those uh, to those younger kids, you know, five, six, seven, with face paint and action figures and demon sleeves and demon shirts and demon masks. It's uh, that's something that that really uh, you know makes me want to get up every day and do it. Sure. Now, Finn, uh, before we let you go, we just got a few more questions. Uh, after TakeOver and WrestleMania, NXT heads back out on the road, uh, even making a pit stop in our hometown of Poughkeepsie, New York, on April 23rd. Uh, what's your favorite part about taking NXT on the road? Uh, it's an amazing team, man. Um, going out on the road, obviously, uh, it's a, you know, NXT travels uh, a lot differently uh, than, than a lot of groups. Uh, you know, we travel as a team. And uh, so the, the bonding experience among the boys is incredible. But what I really like is uh, uh, the venues that we do, you know, they're very intimate, they're noisy, they're rowdy, and uh, it really feels like kind of rock and roll wrestling at, a, at an NXT show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly a buzz going out there in, in front of those intimate, uh, intimate audiences. And, uh, you know, long, long may it continue. We're getting to go to, you know, different places every... Uh, every week or, or every month, and then you know, for a lot of the guys and myself, you know, it's the first time uh, we've we've been to those towns. So, uh, regardless of the fact that we're getting to do what we love, which is wrestle, we're uh, we're getting you know to to see the world, see see the United States, and uh, you know, just have a good time doing it. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, best of luck at Takeover. Best of luck at all the activities at WrestleMania, and we can't wait to see you, like we said, April 23rd, live in Poughkeepsie, New York. Wow. Uh, it's not every day that you get to talk to the NXT champion. Not only did we get to talk to him today, but it is our 100th episode. We couldn't have planned that any better if we wanted to. Uh, be sure to catch Finn and all the rest of the NXT crew on April 1st for TakeOver. Um, and then, if you're anywhere near the Northeast like us, they are going to be going on a tour of the Northeast soon, and they're going to be making a stop in our hometown of Poughkeepsie on April 23rd. So we're going to be there. Come on out, say hello to us, uh, get pictures, 
talk to us about whatever your favorite thing in wrestling is, what your least favorite thing in wrestling is. Uh, talk to us about what you'd like to see on the next hundred shows. That's right, Jonathan. Wow. Could you have thought or have ever imagined what episode 100 would have been like? Uh, I, I could have, but it wouldn't have <laughs> ever lived up to what it actually ended up being. That's right, Jonathan. What a great show. Jonathan, I thank you so much uh, for taking this journey with me each and every week on another wrestling podcast. I also want to thank you for thanking me. And uh, I, you know, uh, it's, it's very rare that people can, you know, do a hundred shows these days because everybody's attention spans are, are short and including mine. But uh, and I, I think it, no, I just wanted to say also, too, I wanted to thank you for thanking me, thanking you about thanking us for doing wow. this. I, wow. I, I figured we could probably keep going with that, but I, you get the point, Jonathan. Yeah, I get the point. I uh, I think it's great what we do. I think that uh, not not tooting our own horn too much, uh, all a tugboat. But uh, I do want to say uh, I, I'm looking forward to the future, and uh, I I think that we have something pretty special going on here. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you love this show, you're gonna love next week. Uh, we're having our second annual WrestleMania special. Uh, it's gonna be. Oh, oh, oh. WrestleMania. We're going to have to just sing the whole song for next week. So, uh, yeah. it, it, this is it, Jonathan. This is what we, we love as wrestling fans. This is the, sh- the show of shows, the showcase of the immortals, uh, WrestleMania. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking to some people. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? You're just going to have to tune in and find out, right? That's right. Uh, we're going to have a very special guest joining us. Um, but we, we spoke earlier. We're very big into social media it's our bread and butter if you will um we have our own hotline we have a lot of ways to get in touch with us so um i'm telling you again get a hold of us let us know your favorite wrestlemania moments uh maybe some of your predictions for this year's wrestlemania um anything and everything is on the table for next week as long as it has to do with wrestlemania so uh one more time our hotline is 802-297-7670 Seven two. That is eight zero two AWP seventy six seventy two. Give us a call. The best calls will be played on air. Jonathan, here's to the next hundred shows. <sighs> Another wrestling podcast.